You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> me and Krista have the giggles right now. Oh my god. We have too much coffee and we've been running around all day. Yes. And this is our second time recording this. Episode. I was going to say, but you honestly, you should have heard us yesterday when we were trying to record it. Like there was probably at least three minutes where we could not get through a certain thing without just busting out laughing. Like we just couldn't stop. Do you remember? Yeah, no, I do. We were do you in. Remember, it was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember. Well, I just didn't, don't think we were taking it seriously, and I was really cranky. So you were trying yes. to make me laugh, and so I was just kind of like, I don't want to talk about this. It's always that battle. Yeah, I feel like initially you were like, it's all in your head, and you're like, oh freak, I got to talk about this stuff, and mm-hmm. so naturally you said like it was like a really bad day, like everything seemed to have like. Yeah, it was a crappy day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um because i mean this this is a lot <laughs> like i could barely keep up when yes I'm... i mean after after we recorded i feel like both of us just kind of were like okay wait what just happened <laughs> not quite sure and i lived it and we oh my god the amount of mistakes that we made yesterday using people's names I know we kept slipping up. Yeah. We can't do that. You know, this is going to be good. We're going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be great. Okay. We're going to be fine. We got this. Breathe. <sighs> and guys, this is a learning curve. Like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're not these, like, super great podcasters. Hell no. We're sitting in a fucking closet. <laughs> yeah. In my closet. It's a big closet, though. I love my closet. Yeah. I know. You could definitely, like, bring in a mattress in here. Like, yeah, for real. Sleep. But I do appreciate all of our supporters, and the fact that you want to listen to me and Krista's voice is an honor, and yeah. we appreciate you, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback. We're like, whoa, we have that many friends? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that many people love us? <laughs> for just oh. being us? <laughs> Sweet. All right. We'll keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, going back to, like, our introduction to this is really, like, a thing for us. Right. Like, in the sense of, like, this is a way for us to, like, kind of get it all out. Mm-hmm. And then having you come on this journey with us. And it's been fun so far, even though this is the second episode. But it's been fun. Yeah. It's no. been a lot of fun. Um, okay. So let's do it, sis. Yeah. Zone in. <laughs> Zone in. Okay. All right. All right. So this is a lot. Like I said. I said it before. It's a lot. So... How are you kind of feeling going into this episode? You mentioned yesterday you were feeling crappy, didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. How are you kind of feeling now? Um, I get nervous as soon as I feel like I'm about to talk about it because I feel like the part two is the most that mm-hmm. ever happened. Like, you're going to go from, like, oh, my God, we went to, like, this story of, like, these two people who really loved each other just but just didn't know how to be in a relationship, but now to these two people, like... You're going to think, like, this is a completely different, like, person. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard for sometimes for even me to wrap my head around this story because and I even lived it. So I am feeling kind of nervous. And it's hard for me because 
a lot of trauma happened that like even my body felt. And so when I feel like I'm about to talk about it or like when I get myself ready mentally for it, like my body feels the trauma. So it Mm -hmm. just puts me back into that place of like, oh my God, I'm reliving this again. And it's just very scary. Mm -hmm. And so just making sure that like, okay, Alexis, you're safe. You're fine. You're not going through it again, even though like you're going back in the past and retelling it. Um, and you're feeling all those feelings again, like it's okay. And I think that's why like having you mm-hmm. here and you listening and asking me those questions, like it helps a lot Yeah, to keep me on track. And But yeah, it, it is scary. I'll be honest, like it scares me. Yeah. And I mean this truly, like if you have listened to the first episode, which if you're listening to this now, you should listen to the first episode because it prefaces a lot of what happens next. And I mean, this is basically, basically a story of two people who fell in love and kind of didn't know how to maneuver anything within that or within themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see this episode, like that love kind of turned a lot. I mean, it felt a lot like hate. Yeah. Like it it was a love that, that felt like hate basically in this episode, in this episode. Um, okay. So Thinking about where we ended last episode, um, tell us a little bit about, like, right before we ended, where you were at, and then leading into what kind of happened next. <clears throat> I'm, like, shaking it. It's not even... I, I'm not even telling really? the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of shaking, too. Okay, okay. it's fine. No, we're okay. Okay. Um, okay, so leaving off to where we were, we were in the summer of 2020, in July, I had just had the S-E-X. <laughs> With B. B as in boy. <laughs> um, inside joke. Anyways. But um, with B. And X was coming in. He was calling me and texting me, wanting to work on things. Um, and I had these two guys wanting to be with me, but at the end of the day, I was still in love with X. I wanted to work things out, maybe not just yet get back together with him, but for sure, talk through things, see what went wrong this time, like get down to the root of it. Right. And so I told, I, I told, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, I told B that, listen, I'm going to work things out with X and Yes, so I go, me and X have a this grand big conversation, like what's been going on this summer, right? Um, this is in the middle of July. I told him that I had sex with another man. He was not happy about it, obviously, which is mm-hmm. so valid. Like, right. that's very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I'm like, hey, like, since I did this, like, I don't know about you. Like, if you can tell me if you did, like, it's going to hurt me, but I just want to, like create space that you can definitely tell me if you did something yeah you wouldn't just start off like honest and just being very vulnerable with each other yes because I wanted it to be different this time if Mm -hmm. we were gonna work on things we had already broken up three times I wanted it to be different this time so let's get everything out and open like we used to do yes before things started getting like "Mm." yeah okay and he said no I didn't touch woman like like, honestly, it hurts me that you could even, like, think about another man and even touch another man when I couldn't even, all I could think about was you. I couldn't even touch another girl. So do you think he pretty much, like, kind of 
and this is just an actual question, like, do you feel like he, like, shamed you in that sense? Like, do you, did you feel shameful from that? It's weird, like, what he was saying, like, in a bird's eye view, yes, it, like, retelling it, it sounded like he was shaming me. Right. But in the moment, all I felt was, like, oh, he's hurt. Mm. So you, like, had that compassion almost for him for that. Okay. Oh, he's hurt. I know he still loves me, and he's just hurt. But yes, in a way, it's like almost like he made me feel like I was the bad one. I was the villain. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of have you started having those thoughts about yourself? Yes. Oh, okay. Like I felt shameful. Okay. And I didn't feel shame before, mm-hmm. even though like yes, yeah, I shouldn't be having sex with this dude, but especially someone that I didn't love. But it was just. Yes, I felt shame okay. the first time, like a shame spiral. And like a side note, shame doesn't fix anything. It actually doesn't change anything. It makes everything worse. Yeah. So <laughs> just want to put that in there. So, but eventually we got through that hurdle. We were working things out in the July. So that means we were going back to normal routine. Like we were hanging out with each other. Um, we weren't saying that we were back together, but we were definitely acting like it. Mm-hmm. And so that means we were being more intimate again. And, um, I started noticing at the beginning of August, there was something different. Like my body started feeling different. Mm -hmm. I, um, I noticed that I haven't had my period Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember telling you this too. Like, you're like, Alexis, just go to the doctor. (laughs) Yes. Like just go get checked because I've never had like my woman check up before and I needed to do that anyways. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared. Like what's going on with my body? It just felt different. Yeah. And okay. I'm, I was not pregnant. I was never pregnant. (laughs) Never had a baby. Okay. I've never been pregnant. (laughs) Side note. I just knew it was something else. Mm -hmm. And so I go to the doctor. Um, They checked everything out like a normal woman's checkup. And, um... I got a call the next day, and um, they said I had chlamydia. Mm. And me, Alexis, is like, what the fuck? Yeah. I feel like, too. Okay, and we've said this before. It's just coming to my mind right now. I remember, like, <laughs> like you always pretty much, like, would try to do the right things. Mm-hmm. And you're definitely like that person who like if you do the if you do the wrong thing or do something bad one time, like you're screwed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. something like the worst possible thing happens when you decide to do the one thing that's bad. You know, yep. like it's like other people can choose all these bad decisions all the time and like can get away with it, but not Alexis. <laughs> it's like Alexis have, cannot. <laughs> I have like the worst luck. Like there's something always happens. And then when it does happen to me, I go into such a shame sp- spiral that I feel so depressed. And of course, whenever I have this chlamydia, this like STI, it's kind of like, oh my God, I'm disgusting. Yeah. Like it's, this is the first time I've ever truly felt disgust over my body. And then I was so angry because I'm like, who gave this to me? Was it B? Was it X? And if it was X, then he lied to me. I am being lied to by the person that I never thought would lie to me. Mm-hmm. And that's even more of a big betrayal. So there was a battle there like, who gave this to me? So I talked to them because yeah. I am going to confront them about this. Plus, it's like 
you have to whenever yeah. you find something out about that. Like Absolutely. that's actually law. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I go to, first I went to X and I was like, I just found out I have chlamydia. Obviously you do too, because we've had sex. Mm-hmm. Did now, are you the one who gave this to me or is B the one who gave this to me? Because you told me you have not even touched or looked at a woman. So did you lie? Mm-hmm. He said, no. Yeah. He was like, I did not lie to you. And of course I didn't like, there was conversations I didn't really believe him. So I kept like in a way hammering him. I'm like, X freaking tell me the truth. Yeah. Cause I feel like at that time, like things were not adding up in a lot of other ways too. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, even though he said that you were just like, I just don't believe everything you say right now. Exactly. So then I obviously called B and, um, he like right away, like handled the shit, uh, went to urgent care, got tested as soon as possible. And he showed me that he, like his test results, that it was negative. He doesn't have it. Yeah. Like he, he went right then and there. Like, I feel like it was almost like next day. No, it was. Yeah. And literally sent you a picture. Like, here's my results mm-hmm. because you've he was, got the wrong guy. Yeah. Because he was pissed off that I even like accused him accused him mm-hmm. and questioned his character which totally understand yeah i completely agree like i'm sorry <laughs> if you're listening sorry if you're listening, i'm sorry okay <laughs> um anyway so i obviously that started a whole bunch of another realm of fights with me and x mm-hmm. and and i started noticing during this time when i'm finding out that i have chlamydia um that there was this girl involved um and I've heard about this girl before. This is his sister's, one of her best friends. She's younger. She's 19 years old. Um, this girl, we'll, we'll just call her G because she's going to be mentioned a lot. Mm-hmm. And she's always been obsessed with X. That's just what I've been told by, like, friends. And um, we, I, we, I only heard about her once, but she was always obsessed with X, always wanted to marry him, always had this idea and fantasy of him. Mm-hmm. And like when I heard about it at the time, I was like, oh, I get it. I've been that girl too who had, who had a fantasy about a guy or, and I've also like had guys, guy, yeah. and I've also had like guys who had fantasies of me who I led on and I guess X led her on for a long time and like he never truly liked her. And so, um, well, she was like hanging around in the summer in the friend groups and like was texting him a lot. And of course I would ask him about it. Cause I'm like, what? Yeah. And, and so I asked him about it and he was like, um, no, that's disgusting. She's my friend. I wouldn't have sex with her. I didn't touch a woman. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't had sex with anybody and just blaming the playing the blaming game and pointing the finger at me. Like I'm the bad guy. I gave it to him. Right. Yeah. Like he could have not, like he would never do anything of that sort. Yeah. And for you to accuse him of something like that was just like blasphemous. Yes. That's how he was acting. Mm-hmm. And, and what got me, what made me stop was because he promised on his dead brother's grave. Yeah. And you were like, oh, okay, then I must believe him. Cause mm-hmm. like who, who would do that and then lie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And like that, that, like that's important. And like, I honor his family and I honor his brother who passed, like there's a respect there. So of course I was like, okay, fine. Like if, if, if you went there, Mm -hmm. then it's serious. Yeah. I'll drop it. Yeah. 
And I was like, but I don't know who... But then that still made the question of, like, who fucking gave it to me? I was say, I feel like in that moment, because you genuinely believed, like, okay, if he's promising on his dead brother, like, he's telling me the truth... But then B's results are negative. So, like, I'm so confused. Like, nothing's adding up. Like, I feel like you were very confused for a really long time. It was a constant battle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, it just got worse and worse, the fights, because I just didn't trust him at this point. So I ended with him in the middle of August because he was just acting more shady. And I just couldn't trust him. And nothing was getting better. I'm like, we're going through this cycle again. I'm just going to. And, like, after just once I realized I had chlamydia, like, I went into this, like, deep depression. Like, I hated my body. Mm-hmm. And, like, in me, like, I've always, like, haven't felt secure in my body. So, once that happened, it was just, like, level 10 pain. It was, like, high stakes. I felt disgusted with myself, and I went to this, into a shame spiral. Yeah, it was, like, that was already there, and then it just was, like, you took... A freaking dive head first and said all that yeah. shame about your body. Yeah. And then I just isolated myself from everybody for mm. like a, a few weeks. But then September comes around. So this is in September now of 2020. Um, church is opening back up. Mm-hmm. Um, students is opening back up in the department that I was a part of. And um, the pastors that were um, over the next generation, right? Mm-hmm. They were asking me to, there was conversations happening even before COVID. They wanted me to come down to campus level and become a leader and shadow the woman pastor there and just help out on campus level instead of, you know, um, at the main central. Anyway, so started having conversations with them. They wanted me to start coming to students just to see how I would like it. So I went to Students in September, obviously, X is there. He's the leader, so we would be spending more time together. Mm-hmm. So it was hard. Like, so I was thinking about it, and I've already felt disgusted with myself. So I go. Um, he's obviously surprised I'm there because I haven't talked to him in a few weeks since we ended things. Yeah. And um, once after students happened that night, he was calling me and texting me. This is in the middle of September. And I'm telling Jen, my roommate, and you. Mm-hmm. And I find out, because I find out once I told Jen, she was like, well, that's interesting that he's contacting you because he's in a relationship mm-hmm. with G, the girl he told you not to worry about. Yeah. And that felt like utter betrayal. Right. Like, like, wow, okay, so he's lying to me. He's been lying to me. Yeah, like he just stabbed you in the fucking heart mm-hmm. and twisted it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, so obviously I'm not going to answer your call or text when you're in a relationship because I have respect for people. Yeah. Whether they have respect for me or not. And, um, but then he just kept calling me and calling me that week after students happened. Because it was only happening once a month since we were, like, slowly working our way up after COVID, you know, with just all the rules. And, mm-hmm. and um, I finally just answered it. And I was like, you need to stop calling me. You're in a relationship. You need to respect this girl. He says, 
no, I just broke up with her. I'm not in a relationship with her. I told her that I could never get over you. Like, please, can we try again? I'm so sorry for the way I treated you and how shady I was. Like, I'm really getting back to, you know, myself and getting back to feeling God again and being closer. Like, I wasn't close to God this summer at all, but, like, now I'm reminded and all this stuff, like, trying to convince me. And he was like, can we please meet up? So we meet up at the end of September. He's like begging for me back like Mm -hmm. crying on his knees like I I distinctly remember it reminded me of the Ross and Rachel episode (laughs) listen we love friends okay I love friends shout out to all the friend fans shout out to all the office fans all right let's continue (laughs) so yeah it just reminded me of that scene where like Ross is begging for Rachel not to break up with him after he cheated on Rachel or they were on a break whatever so it just reminded me of that like he was on his knees trying to hold me and crying for me and begging for me back but I'm like in my head you just posted about a girl last week yeah (laughs) that you were in a relationship like I'm gonna look stupid if we just go out to our church and everybody that we know like oh we're back together like no yeah we can talk things out again start where we left off in the summer Mm -hmm. and continue and of course I asked him asked him about the chlamydia thing again Mm -hmm. i said did you ever go get checked is it gone like do you still have it did you actually give it to me he said i went to go get checked i don't have it anymore um i took the medicine and no i never gave it to you i told you i promise you on my dead brother's grave Mm -hmm. he said it again yeah so and so he had it you said that so he had it because y'all had sex he was going to have it regardless because we had okay. sex. Gotcha. And, okay, so right now, okay, y'all are back together trying to kind of figure things out. Like, what's your emotional state? Like, because you mentioned a little bit, okay, like I started hating my body. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you want to dive deeper into that? Yeah, so I'm still hating my body. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm also on top of that. Nothing's still making sense with sense with X, but I want him. Mm-hmm. I still love him. I don't know how to not love him. Right. And I want the guy that I fell in love with and that I decided to choose, but it's like he's becoming a different person right in front of my eyes gotcha. as this is going on. So I'm battling it. Not only was it a constant battle between myself, like, what about this? What about that? It was also a constant battle of, like, but I know this person, but then this person right in front of me, I don't know. So which one am I trying to choose? Yeah. Like, it was a constant battle of the person who was right in front of me, but they felt like two different people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, two different personalities. Yeah. It was the strangest thing. So my brain was trying to wrap my head around that but then my heart was like no I just want like I just want to work things out like mm-hmm. what is wrong with you yeah yeah and of course like me you know me like I ask those questions I ask the hard questions if Always. I don't <laughs> if I don't understand what's going on or if I notice a change in you I'm gonna ask those questions like you need to be straight up I noticed something in you what's going on yeah you're very blunt with that yes yes (laughs) and so um 
it was just always a constant like wishy-washy thing like oh Alexis it's you and that and like you're overreacting making me feel crazy right Mm -hmm. narcissistic he was being Mm -hmm. narcissistic towards me Mm -hmm. um and I wouldn't stop because if I know something's up like I'm gonna figure it out so you keep like asking him these questions like okay like we're trying to figure things out right now so like are you the one who gave me chlamydia and is g still around yeah like what was up with that yeah because because you told me mm-hmm. there was nothing to worry about yep so how can i trust you now right so yeah. it was we had to talk about trust issues because i didn't trust him yeah and so that was going on in october and then a week before his birthday he ended things with me because he couldn't handle the questions he couldn't handle the hard conversations Felt overwhelmed. Like, yes, didn't felt have overwhelmed. Peace. Yeah, didn't have peace, <laughs> or the light was just getting too big, and I was starting to figure it out. Yeah, and so he ended it. He ended it with me a week before his birthday, because his birthday is at the end of October. And I remember this time, this breakup. Mm-hmm. This was hard for me. Like now, my depression got worse because I wasn't handling myself I wasn't connecting to me when the whole chlamydia thing I just wanted to take the medicine and forget it yeah you know like I wasn't actually diving into that or Uh taking care of myself when it happened so that's why this breakup like hit you the hardest are you saying it's because you didn't know how to deal with like the chlamydia stuff and all that like you just wanted to put a bandaid over and move on is that what you're saying Yes, I I put a Band-Aid over the chlamydia thing. I was trying to put a Band-Aid over all the breakups because Mm -hmm. I just wanted to move on and fix things and, like, let's just be happy again. Right, because this, uh, okay, at this point, it's a year and y'all have broken up four or five times in a year? Yes. Okay. And it's the same cycle Cycle. and the cycle is getting worse. Yeah. And it's like once the cycle gets worse, the pain gets worse. Yeah. And it feels like death. Oh, and I feel like this is the first time, like... You're voicing that, like, I know you, but I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're actually starting to realize that, like, I, I know you, but then the person in front of me, I don't know who this is. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. you've changed. Yeah. And so, it was just, the depression got worse. I started, um, it was just really bad, and I knew I needed help. Mm-hmm. Like, I needed help. Yeah. And I heard about this women's program that gets you connected to your pain and um really goes does a deep dive into healing and like where was your mistrust in god like it's a christian program a woman's program that helps you evolve and tap into that pain and grow and it's very it's a beautiful program and i love it so at this is the end of october um i am thinking about going to this program the church is asking me like, all right, let's have you come now, be a student leader, all this stuff. And I'm like, Hey, listen, I have to take a sabbatical Yeah. for the rest of the year. I'll come back in January. Here's where I'm at. I'm actually not okay. I am very depressed. Mm-hmm. I do not have the capacity or like even the energy. I'm not in a place where I can like love on students or be there for students right now like Mm -hmm. I can't and I won't do that yeah like because I honor people's hearts and if I'm not in a good place or if like I don't have the energy 
or if I can't even take care of myself, I can't take care of students. Yeah. You're like, you're, you just weren't in the right headspace to be someone who's leading other people when you're just not, you're not, you don't feel connected with yourself. Exactly. Not at all. So I relate that to the um, oversights that wanted me to come down. They said they totally agree, but they still wanted to be there for me and still get lunch with me every couple weeks. Like the woman pastor said that. And I was like, that is so great. Um, we will do that and I'll come back in January and I'll keep you up to date on my journey and like how much I'm growing and how much I'm learning. And that did happen. Right. We did do that. And you felt very supported by them with that aspect. Yes. I felt very cared for and valued. Like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, they really want me. Yeah. So it was nice. It was very nice. So I enter this program beginning of November and um, they say like the first four weeks. So it's like a nine week program full of content, full of like homework to do each week, lots of counseling and coaching calls that you have to be a part of. And so it was like very intensive. It was a very intense um, therapy counseling Mm -hmm. um, program. And the first month was very hard because I'm starting to learn things about my pain that my pain from X in the relationship was actually truly about my mom mm-hmm. or my family trauma. Yeah. So the reason why it was so high stakes for me, the reason why it was so painful for me is because actually X just reminded me a lot of my mom mm-hmm. and the codependency there, the um, rescuey, rescuer dynamic the fixer mm-hmm. all this stuff the enabler yeah so it was almost like that pain was already rooted in you from your childhood and it was a bomb waiting to go off and x is the one who lit the match yes in order for it to go off Got yes it. yes and like i'm realizing this stuff because it's hard to get down to your like childhood trauma yeah that's difficult relate it to <laughs> everything in your adult life like that's hard and then I'm starting to notice my core beliefs about God Mm -hmm. and how wow like what I was taught to believe and what I was told to say about God it's not what I really truly thought of God Mm -hmm. like I even have my journal right here and I'll like I'll share it with y'all too like here are my core beliefs about God like God as the father equals not a protector to me. Jesus equals, he doesn't see me. I'm not seen by Jesus. The Holy Spirit equals silent. Like I don't hear the Holy Spirit. I don't trust that I hear God or the Holy Spirit. Worship equals safe to me. That was the only good one. Mm -hmm. Because music and lyrics and worship has always felt safe to me because I was a dancer. I was a cheerleader. I've always felt like comfortable and like that's my home. Mm -hmm. And then hope equals pointless. Freedom equals unreachable. Control equals protection. Because I felt like, okay, if I partner with self-sufficiency and I am in control of my life and in my surroundings, then I know I'm the only one who's going to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was my belief system, right? Yeah. And then um, mom equals abandonment. Family equals not dependable. Husband equals fantasy. Forgiveness equals manipulation. Because my mom would always ask me to forgive her and forgive me. Forgive me, baby. Forgive me. I won't do it again. But then she would just keep 
doing the same old hurtful things to me. Every single time. Every single time. And then X would always say in our relationship, we can't move forward until you forgive me. We can't move forward until you do this. Like, you just need to forgive me, Alexis, and then we'll be fine. And then once I did forgive him, or then once I did give him a chance, he would just continue to do the same things. Yeah. And then men equals traumatizing. Mm -hmm. Chosen equals not chosen. Loved equals unloved. Yeah. And when I was finally honest with myself about what I truly thought about God and my relationship with Jesus, I felt that was like the pivotal point of where I finally invited God Mm -hmm. into my honesty and what I truly felt about him and how our relationship was. That's when God was able to speak his truth and his loving kindness all over me. Yeah. And like when you say core beliefs, like you're basically referring to your honest, true feelings about a certain thing, because you mentioned like, not what I was taught to think or taught to believe. Like maybe if I'm having these doubts, Oh no, God's a good God, God, you know, but no, like, I don't think he is right now. Like I don't like you actually being honest about how you feel and what you think is what you're describing as your core beliefs. Yeah. And I didn't think that God could do a miracle. Like I didn't believe that God could do a miracle for me. I believe that he could for others because that's what I saw, mm-hmm. but not for me. Right. I didn't believe that God was a redeemer. Mm-hmm. He can redeem others, but not for me. Yeah. I didn't believe that God could heal. He can heal for others. <laughs> but not me. But not me. Like, <laughs> right. I didn't believe that God truly loved me. Yeah. And I remember even asking him in this program, like, do you love me? Mm-hmm. Or do you, like, not just love me, but do you actually just like me? Yeah. Like, do you like who I am? Because I don't. Mm. I'm disgusted with myself. And I'm also dealing with depression of like, I don't want to be here anymore, God. Like, I feel like you want me to be in pain. I feel like you, like, laugh at my pain or you just sit there as I'm crying. And, but I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I want to crawl out of my body. Yeah. Why did you feel like, he was just sitting there. Like, what made you feel that way? <laughs> because whenever I would cry when I was little, nobody was there to hold me. Hmm. So you felt like, okay, I'm crying right now and you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, and I remember like this is when I started being honest about my depression because I was going through suicidal thoughts and like I was thinking, I like I remember crying every night, just asking God like please don't let me wake up in the morning, please just take me home. Like I just want to be in heaven. I don't care about life anymore. I don't mm-hmm. care about being here. I don't care about tomorrow. And I remember like waking up every morning and I would just cry because I was awake mm-hmm. that I even breathed life yeah. or that I was breathing. And that's just so sad. And I remember even in the midst of this of November, I was just kind of like, like, what are ways where I can put it in my hands Mm -hmm. and take myself out? Because it it just got too real. And, um, but I think I just started, I started thinking about, (sighs) I started thinking about like, okay, if I were to do this, 
what would my dad think? Like, how would that... Like, I just couldn't imagine putting my dad through that. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about our niece, Hazel. Mm -hmm. Like, what would Ashley tell Hazel? That, oh, Alexis just didn't want to be here anymore. Like, I couldn't do that to Hazel. And then the baby that I was nannying at the time, Scotty, like, she adores me. She absolutely adores me, and I adore her. And to grow up knowing that she loved her nanny so much that she, but her nanny just didn't want to be on this earth anymore and left her, like, that just broke my heart. And I think just thinking of those two little girls or thinking of you and Jen and my my family and what that would do, I'd be like, no, I don't want that for them. It's interesting. I Like, just listening to you, I'm wondering, like, I w- I'm wondering, and I don't know if you have the answer to this, but, like, I'm interested to see why were the two little girls the first people that you pretty much thought about besides your dad? That's a good question. Oh, and you probably don't know, you probably might not know the answer to that now, but I was just wondering, like, those are the no, first two that the came. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> um. It's okay. Um, Safe space. It's because, like, I, when I love, like, a little girl, (laughs) um, I just, I love them in, like, a motherly, nurturing way. And, um, I just feel like if I were to do that, then I would, I would be turning into my mom, and I didn't want to do that to them, right. and I don't want to turn into my mom. Mm-hmm. And then it would make me feel like, wow, I would be a bad mother. And so I, I did feel like um like a mom to them in some ways. So I felt like I had the obligation to not do that, and they looked up to me so. Chris is crying. I'm like crying. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't. I didn't want to let them down. Right. Because they, they, you see, like they think so highly of me, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my god. And if you ever see Alexis around like kids or babies, you would understand. <laughs> like she's definitely okay. I won't go into it. We could talk about it another yeah. time. But like, if you saw her around kids, you'd be like, okay, yeah, she's definitely like a motherly figure to pretty much any kid that she comes into contact with. Yeah, so I just thought about that. And so that's what was, like, okay, God, I need the will to start living. Yeah. Like, I need purpose. I I can't keep feeling this way. So I told, I even told my counselors and in the coaching calls, and they were there for me, and they started giving me, like, practical ways, but also ways where I can be there for myself emotionally and I started having encounters with God Mm -hmm. like visions and seeing lots of things about how Jesus sees me and loves me and like he started planting purpose in my life again Mm -hmm. he started making me realize your voice matters Alexis you actually have a voice you Mm -hmm. just forgot that you did yeah and I feel like a lot of the theme of this whole like healing journey that you were going on was like every single negative thought that you had he was changing those into positive thoughts like 
oh, I'm disgusting and ugly. No daughter, you're beautiful. You are worthy. You, you know, all of those things. Like he was definitely making that change in your mindset. Yes. But he could only make that change because I got honest with myself, with Mm -hmm. my surroundings and what the reality of my situation. And you, in that moment when you were thinking about others and you kind of found your motivation, it was like, you made that choice. Like, and, and you had to make that choice daily. Like it wasn't like you, you felt like, oh, I'm making this choice and now it's easy the rest of the time. Like you had to daily get up and make that choice. Okay. I'm going to fight. I'm going to keep doing this no matter how hard the pain is. Exactly. I had to say to myself, even if I didn't feel like it, Mm -hmm. I had to say, no, Alexis, I don't want to die. I had to say every morning, no, I don't want to die. No, I don't want to die. And then eventually it became, no, I want to live. Mm -hmm. When those thoughts enter, like, oh, I just don't want to be here anymore. No, I want to be here. Yeah. No, I want to live. It was a constant fight. And I had to, not only did I have to talk to myself, I literally had to speak it out into Mm -hmm. reality. Mm -hmm. I had to like speak it Yeah. because like, no, I want to live. And I had to be stern with it. I had to fight my core beliefs and divorce from them. Honestly, I had to divorce from all the negative, um, uh, negative character that I put over or negative identity. That's the Mm, word negative identity that I thought of myself when God wasn't really even calling me to to that. Mm -hmm. So I had a divorce from those. So that's what I learned from that program. But obviously in the midst of this program, as I'm really trying to work out my shit for me for the first time in my life, fight for me this time, Mm -hmm. create a safe space for me this time. You finally took all the energy that you always put into other people and you poured that into yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. X is nonstop contacting me. This whole time? This whole time I was in this program from Mm -hmm. November um, to December and like, he even in November he would be texting me every week calling me because this is where I took my sabbatical from church right Mm -hmm. so he's like oh my god where did you go are you do you not go to church anymore like did you leave what happened why didn't you tell me and then he's trying to still reassure me that um that he didn't cheat on me but I'm like not asking him like I'm not answering his calls I'm not answering his texts He doesn't need to be worried about me because at this point I found out at the end of October before I went into this program, he's back with G, Mm -hmm. right? So he went back to her like right after, and and this is in my head, like right after he ended things with me in October, he went straight back to G and they're in a relationship and they're calling each other, you're my person, on Instagram and I'm like oh that's interesting that's what we used to say to each other so that's funny how she's your person all of a sudden Um, and so yeah but he was just contacting me a lot and then it started when I wasn't answering him he's showing up at my apartment Mm -hmm. unannounced knocking on my door telling me to let him in and I'm like I didn't think it would get this far yeah like that was such like an invasion of privacy and he just like, well, and he wouldn't let me go when I'm trying to work my shit out. Exactly. Like this is, this is the moment where you have chosen yourself and, and you're trying to detach and you're trying not to answer. And he would not let that happen. Yeah. Would not let it happen. And so in the midst of me trying to get over my depression and all this stuff and all these core beliefs, like even when he's trying to contact me, 
Like, I'm even having encounters with God and X in it. Like, mm-hmm. it was strange. Like, I was starting to see, like, another perspective of him. Like, I remember um, I had this one encounter where me, X, and God are in this concrete room. Like, it literally felt like a gel room, like, where they go and, like, um, ask questions in that room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interrogate, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's a concrete room. And I'm on one side of the corner. I'm on one side of the room. X is on the other side. And God is in the middle of the room just looking at us, waiting for us, which was kind of weird mm-hmm. now that I'm yeah. <laughs> re-saying this. Um, and I just see, I'm confused. Like, why is he in this encounter? Like, I need to feel safe. Like, why? You know? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, X switches and, like, puts his head to his knees, crawls into this corner, and just starts crying. Mm -hmm. It's like you could see the battle that was going on within him. And, of course, in this vision, I'm pissed because I'm like, why are you acting like the victim? Yeah. Because you've lied to me. You've hurt me. I don't even know what's the truth anymore. And But he's, like, crying. He's so, so scared. It's like he turns into this little boy who's so scared and crying out and doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. Now I have compassion. Now I'm seeing, like, a different side. Like, this is actually what's going on inside him. Yeah. And then I also had another – I had a dream. And, guys, I've had dreams, like, every single night for this whole past mm-hmm. year. Like, if <laughs> – Literally, and that's not even, like, an exaggeration. Literally yeah. every night. Every single night. Um, it, it was spiritual warfare, like, oh, yeah. completely. Um, and I had this one dream whenever I heard about... Well, actually, before I heard that they got back together, X and G. And um, they were, we were all in this car. I was in the passenger seat. X was in the driver's seat, but his face was misconfigured. Like, I didn't recognize his face. And then um, G was in the back seat of the car, um, and so was X's sister, because X's sister always wanted, you know, X to end up with one of her friends. Yeah. Which is, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> and so, um, but I remember they were, like, talking crap. They were all talking shit about me. Yeah. And they didn't realize I was in the car. And I just remember looking at G with just a lot of compassion. Mm-hmm. And I remember before I got out of the car, I just looked at her and I looked at X, looked back at G and I hugged her and I was like, you can have them. Yeah. And I left the car. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. Cause I feel like a natural human tendency is like, fuck the X, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, why do you think you felt compassion for her in that moment? <laughs> Um, you know, it would be easy to villainize her and I won't lie. I have at times because mm-hmm. it was easy, right? Yeah. To villainize is to blame somebody else and not own your part of the story. But at the end of the day, I've always had compassion for her because I get why she likes him. Mm-hmm. I can't blame her for loving him. I can't blame her for liking him. I did the same damn thing. Yeah. First I loved episode. Him. <laughs> yeah. I loved him. I liked him. Girl, I-, I believed in him too. Yeah. I totally get it. Like, she believed in him. She saw this 
like one thing, you know, just thought he was a, a unicorn, unicorn of, of a man. man. <laughs> <laughs> just like I did. So I took completely understand. Like I can't blame her for the same thing that I did. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah. I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, I have compassion, a lot a lot of compassion for her. And um and so, but basically at the end of November, going back to the story, at the end of November, as I'm having all these visions, realizing, getting healing, um, you know, Jen found out that he was, like, showing up at the apartment, saw all these texts, so she sent it to G. Yeah. And I guess after that, so she saw screenshots and everything that he was saying to me. Yeah. So, like, saying, I love you, I miss you, it's always going to be you, da da Yeah, and this is while, like, he's sending you this stuff while him and her are together together gotcha. in a relationship relationship they were in a relationship okay <laughs> and um and he called me after i guess i guess because i guess she went straight to him which is makes sense yeah and um he was like alexis i'm not even with her anymore i broke up with her i'm not a cheater quit making me out to be a cheater i would never do that yeah, but at the in this moment, like in your head, you're like, but nothing makes sense. Exactly. Nothing makes sense. Exactly. He was like, he was like, you didn't have to send her all that. And I'm like, I didn't send her all that. Yeah. You know, like Jen was trying to protect me and her. Yeah, Jen was just like, hell no. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically, he was just like, I broke up with her. Can we please work on things again? Yeah. Begging for you back. Once the again. same thing, crying, all this stuff. And after having these visions and seeing, like, this inner side of him. Because mm-hmm. I believed it. I know that's him inside. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Even if he doesn't act like it. Yeah. And and so in this moment, you're talking about, like, going back to that vision. And in that moment, like, whenever he's asking you to, um, you know, work on things, whatever, like, did you truly know the meaning of that vision yet in that moment? Or were you still trying to figure out where you're like, why is he in this vision right now? Were you still trying to figure it out? It was a little bit of both. Like I started seeing like, like why was he in this vision? Why did I see that about him? But still at the same time having compassion on him. I've always had compassion on him. Yeah. Yeah. That's never gone away. Yeah. Sometimes that's been a curse, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, um, yeah, so basically, I give in. We work on things in December. I'm with him. He's staying, you know, it's the same thing. Back to that cycle. Like, yeah. we're acting like we're together, all this stuff, but still notice, like, he's getting worse. As I'm getting better and working on my shit. Yeah, with your life and free. Can I say that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with the alive and free stuff, like, you are progressing with yourself. Yes. Okay. Alive and free is what the The program is called yeah Mm -hmm. um so um i'm progressing and i'm also like um putting what i learned into that program and um what's the word like applying it to yes okay applying it to you know me and x's relationship and us working on things and he just didn't get it because he doesn't know Mm -hmm. like he's not aware of himself at all so it was just kind of like I'm talking to a wall almost. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it was harder. And then I started 
I mean, the trust was always a constant thing. Like, I didn't trust them, so it would just be more fights. So, basically, we ended it in the beginning of January after New Year's. Mm -hmm. Like, that weekend after New Year's. um, Because it was just really bad. And I just kept accusing him of cheating. Yeah, because you didn't trust him anymore. Because of still the past... It was almost like PTSD. Uh, completely. Yeah, not almost, sorry. (laughs) It was... It was PTSD. Yeah. And, um... Uh, and hold on, I gotta think. Hold on. No, that's okay. So you guys broke up again. January, yeah, again. January. Wait, hold on. Well, and as I was accusing him of cheating, he would always just continue to say, "Promise on his dead brother's grave." Right. So it was just hard. Yeah, and so that, like, and that that part right there is, I feel like is what still kept that confusion in your head. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, I just don't freaking understand. I remember us sitting here being like, nothing makes sense. And this then, like, doesn't make sense. And then why wouldn't he let me go? Like, yeah. Like, okay. Like, and I even told him so <laughs> many times, go be with her. Yeah. Like you don't, I'm not telling you to let her go. Don't let her go. Go be with her. Seriously. Yeah. Go be with her. And he was like, stop saying that. I want to be with you. Like that's an insult. All this stuff. Because you would talk a lot of shit about her mm-hmm. if I brought her up. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I would give him that out. And, yeah. Um, so, we ended things in January. I come back to students at the end of January mm-hmm. once again. Because this is after your sabbatical. This is after my sabbatical. I'm like, all right. I'm like to the woman pastor. All right. I'm ready to come back all this stuff like I'm still on the journey of healing because we never fully arrive until we're in heaven but I'm a lot better mm-hmm. than I was I yeah. don't want to kill myself yeah that's good exactly so you're you're progressing at least still in that sense and so you guys just broke up and as or ended things and then as soon as y'all ended things now you're going to a place where you're also going to see him every week oh my god <laughs> yes so how did you not just every week yeah. multiple times a week because there was another department that i was a part of yeah that he was too so what was kind of like your mindset like going into that aspect uh i was scared shitless yeah like i was like oh my god how am i gonna apply this healing like it's just gonna be more tests of applying that healing being there for myself mm-hmm. um how can i take care of myself in this new way as well mm-hmm. so lots of that um but then once again X could not let me go. Tries to work things out in February. Keeps calling me, showing up at my place. So then we work things out in February. Um, still the same thing. I'm not even going to get into it because it's literally the same thing, guys. Yeah, same thing. It's the same cycle. But I'm over here like, and I'm sure y'all are probably wondering, oh my God, why? Why keep going back? Yeah. Because I loved him. Exactly. And I wanted to believe that he could change because mm-hmm. each time he kept coming back, or at least in February, he was like, Alexis, like, I, I got counseling now. Like, I have a counselor, and I didn't go back to G. Like, I haven't been with her since November. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I feel like I remember, like, we've talked a lot about, like, us. I say us, like, but I was, I was just there with you. But just being confused about a lot of things. But that's because, like, his words, like, the things that he said to you every time he had come back is like everything that would like give you hope that okay something changed in him like this is different this time like his words were very manipulative very, honestly very twisted 
very manipulative. And so as someone who's in that situation, like it's easy to judge you and be like, well, what the hell are you doing, sis? Like, you know, that's easy. But until you're in it, you don't understand because when somebody's manipulating you, it's hard to see that. You can't see that. Yeah. And I think that's a true statement because I never thought I would be in this situation. Oh yeah. I never thought I would be the girl who would keep taking someone like this back. (laughs) So you truly don't know. Like that's very ignorant to say. Mm -hmm. And it, and and in that lack of, well, in that ignorance, there's so much lack of compassion and understanding. And mm-hmm. we have, like, we have to have compassion, okay? Yeah. You like, have to learn how to try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Exactly. And I know it's hard, but just take a step back. Yeah. You know? And so, anyways, but I really don't give a shit if you judge me. Go ahead. Anyways, <laughs> it's just a reflection of you. <laughs> It's a natural human tendency. But it's try a to natural, think. yeah, I get it, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on. Yes. <laughs> um, working things out in February, still the same damn thing. At um, the end of March, we ended it again because, well, I can't trust him. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like I'm growing it. I'm just growing apart from you, first off, because right. you are just getting worse yeah and it's still like even more shadier yeah it was almost like y'all were at this on the same level there at the beginning yeah and then it's like well you started growing and like he wanted to stay and he was just staying and so he was scared or something something and Mm -hmm. so it's like when you're starting to grow and that other person is not matching your fucking energy like that disconnect naturally happens yeah well and um it's not like i'm i'm sitting there being like ew like you're not growing no. no like i was we were having conversations. Like I have deep conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Like we were having deep conversations, but he just wasn't connecting. Like there was a lack of connect within himself. So how can I connect to somebody when they aren't even connected to themselves or self-aware? Exactly. So it was a hard. Yeah. And so, um, yep. Ended it. And at the end of March and, uh, and, um, Still going to students, the church. Um, so, again, still having to see him after you ended it. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And then I started feeling in my body something was off. Something was about to happen. What's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And Alexis is definitely one of those people who, like, is very intuitive. Intuitive. <laughs> Alexis is definitely one of those people who are very intuitive Mm -hmm. and there has not been a single time that I've known Alexis where she has said something is off or she feels some way and nothing happened. Like every single time she says that something happens. Like it honestly blows my mind. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) You know, but it's scary because my body feels it. Like it's just, yeah, it's not, it's not your mind. Like it's literally like a, like, how would you describe that feeling if you could? I feel connected to that person. Like I literally feel what they're feeling or I feel connected to this situation that's about to happen. And my body feels the hit of it before my reality feels the shock of it. Gotcha. So, and of, of course, like my body's connected to X. Like we, we basically act like we're married. We fight like married couple. We've gone through shit that only married couple like go through sometimes and we've had conversations that only married couples usually have Mm -hmm. like 
So my body is intertwined with his and we had, we were always having sex. Like that was a constant thing. Every time we were together, Mm -hmm. like he would be staying at my house five days out of the week. Right. Every time. Right. And so I just knew something was off. My body did not feel right. And I remember telling you this and you had an inkling of Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go check Instagram. And like going back, like I've been off of Instagram for since August of 2020. Right. Because okay. I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. So after, that's right. So after the chlamydia thing, you were like, fuck this. I'm off yes. of inter- Instagram. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she had no clue what was going on in Instagram at all throughout this whole thing. Because I wasn't on it. Yeah. X is going, coming back and forth, back and forth, saying he broke up with G. And hasn't been with her since November. Right. Um, and so when Alexis said that, obviously I, I know her. And I was like, oh, shit, something probably did happen, you know. And so I was like, you know, I'll just go look at her Instagram because I don't have X as a friend, obviously, when everything kind of first went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go look and like as soon as I click on her page, I notice that there are several pictures still of like her and X. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like because I, so I clicked on the like the the one the very first one that she had and it was like a picture of them at a pumpkin patch in October. Yeah. And then there's another picture um of them on New Year's Day. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, sorry. And then there's another picture Valentine's of Day. them Valentine's Day. And then there's a whole highlight about my boo and it's several and it's it's pictures of them throughout the whole, like, Time. pretty much August until the present. Mm-hmm. And sh- nothing was deleted. Like, nothing was... They were together the whole time. They were together the whole time. So he was cheating on me, mm-hmm. and he was also cheating on her. Yep. So he was with this girl. They never broke up. Never. Not once. He was with this girl... And was hanging out with Alexis and trying to work out things with Alexis. And this is when she found out. Because when I went to go check and I found all that out, obviously I was like, fuck. And I called or Alexis. I called you because yeah. I knew. You Alexis know. called me because I didn't answer her. So she was like, Crystal, what are you doing? <laughs> you Something's know? going on. And so, um, yeah, because I didn't really know how to tell her. Right. Because that's kind of like. That's hard news to tell somebody, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you've witnessed them going back and forth or wrestling, like, with themselves and all that stuff. Like, that's hard news to tell somebody. And so I told you, and then how did you feel, like, in that moment? Like, I was like, oh, my God, he fucking hates me. Mm-hmm. Like, this, only a person who truly hates somebody would do this. Like, you really hated me. Because it feels a hell of a lot like hate. Mm -hmm. No respect. No value for me. No honor. No. Like, I was so angry. And, like, by no means, like, I've been angry this whole time. Like, I've been angry, confused, all this stuff. But now the anger was just like, wow, this is who you are? I missed this? Like, Yeah, I remember, like, 
this is kind of when you started going down another shame spiral about yourself. Because mm-hmm. how could I love somebody like this? Mm-hmm. How could Alexis choose somebody like this? Like it was more of like, what is wrong with me? And then how he made me feel crazy and made me feel like I was the bad guy and I was always in the wrong. And I remember in like him twisting things, promising on your dead brother's grave. And then like saying like to me, I remember he would say, Alexis, you're the person who knows me better than anybody. And yet you're the person who accuses me of cheating. That's something I would never do. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because my body knew that you were before my logic or my heart knew. Yeah. Because I know you. But mm-hmm. you wanted to twist everything because you actually felt bad for what you were doing. But the lie just got so big that you just didn't know how to get out of it. Yeah. So in return, of course, it felt a lot like hate. And not only did he have no value for me, he had no value for her. And he had no value for himself. Mm-hmm. Because a true man who knows who he is and is and in his identity would never do this to himself. Yeah. Would never compromise his character and his heart or his integrity. But also, like, this is so different than, like, a typical, like, oh, you got cheated on. Oh, you kissed someone or, you know, had sex with somebody else. Like, it's not your typical, like, one-time, like, I mean, I, I can describe it as like an affair, yeah. <laughs> you know, even though y'all weren't married, like, it seems like an affair because it was like, this is from August until March. March. Yeah, March. Yeah. That's a long ass time. That's a long time to be playing both. It's almost like a double life. It like, was. Yeah. Yeah. Because she didn't live around here. Yeah. G didn't live around here. Um, so you're feeling like they only the saw shape. yeah, and they only saw each other on the weekends. So that's why he would be at my house during the week, and then on the weekends I wouldn't see him. Yeah, but he and said he'd be hanging out with friends or working. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so, um, yeah, and it was just hard. Like in that moment, yes, that was my perspective. I was angry. Wow, this guy hates me, and so then I didn't know what to do at this point, and I'm like, oh my gosh what do I do? I'm going to have to still see him all the time at church. Like at this point, I can't, like, I can't, like I need help. I have felt isolated. I have put band-aids on this. I have acted like nothing was going on between me and X because we were just working things out. And like, I was lying to like everybody. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need help. I need help. I can't feel alone in this anymore. I can't feel alone going to church and having to lead these students while all this is going on. Yeah. And like putting a smile on your face and acting like nothing has happened and everything's great. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. And so I decided to go to the pastors that were over us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I decided to tell them everything. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, too, though, is like, because I feel like there could also be people who judge you for that. But here's the thing is by you going to the pastors, it's not like you were saying, look at everything X did. You were throwing yourself under the bus, too. I threw myself under the bus. Yeah, for sure. I told them about everything. Look at what we did. Yeah, and so and SOS. it wasn't it wasn't out of vengeance. It really wasn't. Like that's not my heart. Like what was going on with me? How I felt was like I need help. I like I need someone to help me. Like how can I come here? Like what like what can I do? Because I'm also like even though I'm angry at him and I feel very betrayed, I'm like 
oh my god this kid needs help yes yes like oh my this has gone way too far it's gone way too far and the extent and the lies and the manipulation and all of those things you're like how and we're supposed to come to them for help like you're over us i'm and they've been there for you like i know that they didn't know everything about the situation but they knew enough like they knew a lot because you were having lunches with the um yeah every like a couple times a month yeah Mm -hmm. so like they were already aware of the back and forth at least yeah yeah so that's where we will leave off in our part three it will be about how the church got involved and how they handled it um yeah so we're gonna stop there yeah and i feel like like there's so much to unpack and right now like because especially because this is literally episode two Mm -hmm. (laughs) um right now we're just kind of trying to tell you the story Mm -hmm. and then there's so in the perspective in the time yeah i have a different perspective now which we'll get into that as well exactly but there's there's so many things that we could dive deep in like the depression the codependency like there's so much that we will dive into later but this is like the story the story yeah before we sign off is there anything that you want to kind of encourage yes um so I know that I'm not the only one who's ever felt like they wanted to kill themselves or um, didn't want to be on this earth anymore. And I just want to say to y'all, whoever feels like they don't want to live, whoever feels like um, it's just too painful, the pain is too deep that you just want to escape from it and that the only way out is to take yourself out, I want to tell you, please, please, please don't give up. I want to tell you that you matter. That you still have a purpose. That you are so loved. And I, I want, when I say that you are loved, please don't let that be hollow. Like, you are loved. And I know there's no as much weight when I say that, but there's so much weight... And maybe you can pretend that God's saying that to you, that he's sitting right in front of your face right now. And he's holding your face as tears are streaming down or as that pain is starting to bubble up. I want you to see him looking so, so deep into your eyes and saying that he loves you. I love you. Don't let that grow hollow. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're safe. You're safe. Please don't give up. Please don't give up. This isn't forever. You're going to be okay. This pain will not be forever. I don't know when. I don't know how. But it's going to get better. You're going to be okay. Please, please, please don't give up. You are so loved. You're seen right now. You're seen right now. You're accepted as you are in your messiness, in your fuck-ups. We're all fucked up, okay? We're all fucked up. And you are accepted in it. And you are loved. You've never been more loved than you are right now. Mm. Please, please don't give up. This pain is not forever. And you're loved. And we love you. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. Yes, yeah. that, I mean, coming from two women who have had all those thoughts and the depression and all of these things like 
we are living testaments that it can change. Yeah. Um, it really does take um, being honest. It really does take owning your part. It really does take consistency, choosing yourself every single day. And that shit is hard. Mm-hmm. That is shit is hard, but you are worthy and you're worth it. Um, so change can happen. It can. And there is hope. There is hope. There is hope even when there feels like there's none. There is. You just can't see it yet or you're just not there yet. And you'll get there. I promise. You got it. Just keep going. You got it, babe. You keep going like that. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. That would be interesting. (laughs) Just like a daily reminder because I feel like we always are so just caught up in our own movie yes and an invitation invitation um if you want to do homework write down a list of your core beliefs like don't give me a cookie cutter christian answer no i want you to be honest with yourself we ain't baking no cookies tonight exactly no baking no cookies (laughs) (laughs) anyways okay sorry um write down a list of what your core beliefs is about god about life about christianity and maybe just be honest with yourself give yourself that space and that grace to do that and it's just an invitation and if you do decide to do the homework um you can email us or go to our website at the real meaning of humanity podcast.com and email us there we want to hear about you we want to hear about your struggles we want to hear about your life this is a community we want to be here for you um and then you can also you don't have to listen to our podcast on um, the website. I've noticed that, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, Spotify and um, please, Apple. Yes, please, please, Spotify and Apple. Okay, thanks. Um, okay, we love you. Yes, we love you. Um, but also, okay. yes. just a little tidbit on the core beliefs. Those could get those can be hard to get to. So if yes. you don't know, which is totally fine, if you don't know, maybe start with just like, okay, what are my thoughts about myself? Yes. What are my thoughts about God today? What are my thoughts about life today what are my thoughts about my job today just noticing your thoughts can guide you to those core beliefs so if that's hard for you to be completely honest with your core beliefs start with your thoughts and just write write them down write them down that's exactly what alexis did is she had to just write down her thoughts every single morning or just at any point in time but yes do the homework and yes Please email us. We want to hear. And there obviously is no judgment because I mean, look at us. Yes. Look how messy (laughs) I am. All right. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.